What's up, everybody? Welcome to the pregame edition of the Inside OU Podcast on the Franchise Podcast Network. Thank you to everybody that subscribes and listens. Uh, we get a lot of good feedback. We've got a lot of great uh, numbers that I can that I can see. So thank you guys so much. Um, it's encouraging and it helps make this a lot more fun. So uh, yeah, thank you guys um, out there that are all listening. But I'm joined as always by Mr. Rufus Alexander and Mr. John Hoover. So uh, gentlemen, how are you guys doing on this kind of not so chilly Friday, but it's certainly getting closer and closer to football weather. Doing awesome. What, do you, great con- time. what do you consider football weather? I think hot weather is football weather. Well, all the games start. Because you're from times. Louisiana. You practice in the hot times. You don't practice when it's cold. Well, you can think you're you start old. off. You start off camp and it's like blistering in 100 degree weather. That is football weather. Oh, I mean, that's that's true. But fans, media, we don't get to uh, actually see you guys practice that much. So for us, when we think of football season, we think of fall where it's a little bit nicer to be outside and running around 100 miles an hour. So sadly for you. <laughs> Y'all a bunch of pansies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. But uh, apparently it's going to be rainy tomorrow So in, in Lawrence. Uh, OU takes on the Kansas Jayhawks. The Les Miles led Kansas Jayhawks at 11 a.m. Uh, guys, it's Kansas. We're all aware of this. It's another It's another opponent for on OU schedule that they have to go out there and take care of business. Um, it's a 32-point spread. Am I correct, guys? You are 35, I thought it was. Open to 35, it has moved down to 33, and now 32 today. Uh-huh. Opened at 35. <laughs> well, it is it is Oklahoma and Kansas, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But uh, yeah, just the like the weather is making it go down. The weather's making, yeah. I mean, just more carries for Trey Sermon, probably Ramondre Stevenson, and definitely Jalen Hurts. So I mean, we will see, but. Uh, listeners, as always, we do the pregame shows a little bit differently than we do the uh, the longer podcasts. So uh, for those that haven't caught on yet or this is your first pregame pod, we do it really simple. I'm going to go uh, through Rufus and John and just ask them three things that they're looking for in this game, three things that scare them, and then we'll get a score prediction, and then we get out of here. So if you're listening tonight, great. But if it's 8, 9 o'clock in the morning tomorrow on Saturday, you still have time to um, give us a listen and study up. So uh, I started with uh, – I believe I started with you, Rufus, last time. So I'm going to go ahead and start with John. Um, John, what are three – what are one of – or you can go ahead and say all three of them. What are three things that you're looking for in the matchup between OU and Kansas tomorrow? Well, you mentioned it off the top. More, more carries for – Trey Sermon, more carries for Kennedy Brooks. Currently, those guys have a combined 59 carries on the season. Jalen Hurts has 47. Jalen Hurts is averaging 10 yards a carry. Okay, that's great. That's awesome. John, real quick, is Kennedy Brooks going to be able to play tomorrow? Uh, Yeah, that's what Lincoln said on Monday. Said he's going to be able to play. Said he's planning on him playing. I, I must have completely missed that. That's my apologies. <laughs> Yep, that's uh, so. That was my question: Is he is he available? And he said, "Yeah, no, he's good to go." Uh, unbelievable! That shows the flexibility in that young man's knees. Uh, me and you would be broken in half. Um, but <laughs> but that's too many carries for Jalen Hurts so far. That's against four bad teams, guys. This is Kansas. Jalen Hurts. You got Texas next week. You got the Texas Longhorns waiting for you down in Dallas. Jalen Hurts needs to be needs to be fresh, clean, uninjured. All that stuff going into the going into next week's game. So more carries for the running backs, specifically mm-hmm. John. Um, 
Did you want to go ahead and do your other two? Yeah, or, I'll finish. Yeah, oh, sure, ahead. I'll finish. I'll give you my other three. Yeah, go ahead. I said I said it last week. I think I said it the week before. Free Grant Calcaterra. <laughs> Guy's got four catches for 60 yards. The season is a third of the way over. A guy that should have 50, 50 catches by the end of the season. He's only got four. How's he going to make All-American or All-Big 12 if he's only got four catches? For so the, For the third time, John, it, the, the Austin Haywood package is coming against Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to have 14 catches against Texas. <laughs> the other one is, uh, this is Kansas week. Time to get Jalen Hurts out of there. And I ain't talking about Tanner Mordecai. Muhammad Ali said it best. Rumble, young man, rumble. And what I mean by that is it's time to take the reins off of Spencer Rattler feed him everything that he can devour in the playbook and let him play the entire second half. I want to see what that kid's made of because at some point this season, you know, it's college football, things happen. You might need Spencer Rattler to come in and win a game for you. I like it, I like it, I like it, John. I specifically like the Spencer Rattler thing. But uh, Rufus, go ahead and jump right into your three things that you're looking for. Oh, three things that I'm looking for. Uh, one, I'm looking for the offensive line to see if they'll stay healthy. That's um, actually that's things I'm looking for is for like a, like John Hoover said is for the running backs to get the ball, get more carries. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts has had way too many carries, but some of them has been scrambles and stuff. He just got out of the pocket and took off with the ball, and he refused to take a negative play. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing C.D. Lamb again continue to add on, build on to the week he had last week. As, as well as Hazelwood also. So that whole offense, looking for Jalen Hurts and the carries and stuff for that to happen. I'm looking for this defense to continue to build on the momentum that they have with the way they've been playing, getting turnovers and all that stuff, continue that whole thing going. And also another step for these safeties. I want to see um, my third thing is the safeties, to see those guys continue to build and get better uh, as a unit on the back end because the criticism has been they're the, they're the weak link. They're the one they need another player to come from the other side of the ball to assist and help. So let's see these safeties continue to have a put together another really solid game. So those are the three things. The offense get more carries and CeeDee Lamb and Hazelwood, those guys continue to build on what they've been doing. Um, the defense continue to build on their success and for the safeties to continue to uh, to get another game underneath their belt where they're playing good football, good solid, good solid games so they can kind of stop being considered as the weak link. I mean, no question, but I kind of wanted to touch on something real quick before we get to the three things that scare you guys. Um, you know, like, guys, I thought, like, oh, you really tried to make an effort to run the football against Texas Tech, especially early on. Um, early, But also early on, outside of, I think, one or maybe two plays where there was a huge hole, which is exactly what you want against a Texas Tech defense, which had some talent, uh, like Rufus pointed out on the Monday pod. Um, outside of one or two plays, the running game was fairly kept in check and I know the the rushing yards at the end of the in, the end of the game would say otherwise but it really seemed like that tech just sold out to stop the run they put seven guys in the box I um, if I can recall pretty consistently so that's going to happen you're going to lose some battles but just simply feeding the running backs and I'll, I'll start with you John since you said this first simply feeding the running backs is one thing like to me, this seems like more of what you're looking for is the offensive line to dominate the line of scrimmage in order for Trey Sermon, Kennedy Brooks, and then if it has to come to Jalen Hurts, to get positive yards when they do have to rush the football. Um, yeah, but it also has to be a conscious decision by Lincoln Riley to um, establish the running game with the running backs. Uh, take take the knowing that next week is the Red River rivalry, Red River showdown, Red River, Red River shootout, whatever you want to call it. Um, knowing that that game's coming up, 
I, I just priority number one for me is to have a healthy quarterback. Uh, he's going to be a difference maker in that game. He's going to win them the game or possibly lose them the game, depending on turnover, stuff like that. Got to have him healthy. That means a steady diet. That means you, you go, okay. So if, if a steady diet, you go to the kitchen and you, you know, you eat uh, snacks and you eat uh, beaver nuggets from Bucky's and you eat Lay's potato chips and all this stuff. That's a conscious decision to not have a steady diet. You got to mix in some fruit. You got to mix in some vegetables. You got to have some meat. You got to have some poultry. That's what Oklahoma needs to do play calling wise is make a conscious decision. We're going to be healthy next week when we go to Texas. Exactly. And Rufus, I mean, in your opinion, because we, we've kind of talked about over and over on, on these last few episodes about our concerns in terms of the offensive line being able to keep a clean pocket. I mean, in your opinion, like, is the run blocking a little bit better? Is it far superior than being able this offensive line consistently keeping a clean pocket? Just, I'm, I'm trying to get a sense of where this offensive line is to where that they that Lincoln Riley can call a rushing play with the full confidence that the hole will be there. Well, I mean, for right now, I don't think you have the full confidence. I mean, you have Bray Walker at your right guard. You have. You also have a right tackle in Robertson, who you had at a right guard. Now he's playing tackle. Uh, you have Swinson, who's played poorly uh, since the start of the season, since he's been in. Um, so you're asking for them to have a clean pocket, clean uh, running lanes, and they haven't been healthy yet. They haven't had a cohesive unit since the start of the season. They haven't had guys that that's been in from start from the starters. That's been they one guys now they've been shuffling around guys guys haven't yet to get comfortable you still got to understand all they got four started in addition of Ray Walker and Proctor being at the time so um, I'm here season uh the last four three or four games of the season then you'll start to get a clean pocket because then you'll get guys that have been in there and guys that you're comfortable with guys that are your starters and hopefully they continue and stay healthy no question um it's something that i've been everybody kind of understands just like you highlighted rufus the kind of the mix mashing the shuffling on the offensive line it's it's another this is another week where oklahoma can hopefully get start gaining some momentum to where they can solidify the offensive line now of course i mean there are some injuries uh with adrian neely who knows when he's going to be able to return so that's kind of inherent that there's shuffling but overall they just need to find their solid core so that they can go into the cotton bowl um if they take if assuming they can take care of business in lawrence tomorrow go into the cotton bowl with some confidence but now um i started with you john so i'll go to rufus uh three things that scare you going into the game tomorrow um, three things that scare me. Um, one's the offensive line health. That really scares me right now. Um, because meaning what has been, what is, how many games we played now? Four, five games? Four. How many Four games? Yes. Four games and we had four different offensive line lineups in there. Um, and you know, it's just the health of the offensive line and being able to get, get consistent. A lot of times, uh, it's predicated off how healthy you stay throughout the year. Um, my other concern, another thing that scares me is, you know, those guys going to sleep. 
because it's the KU and you're looking ahead to the Texas game and you end up finding yourself in a dogfight because you, you end up there and you go to sleep at the wheel and say, well, we got to prepare for, for Texas as well. So uh, those guys just kind of just brushing it off as they're playing against Kansas. That's the second thing that scared me. And third thing that scares me is, um, you know, still the nickel position still scares me as well. I don't think you're solidified there. Um, I think there's still room to improve on that and that, and that end of, the, of everything. Those those three areas is what scare me is the nickel, the nickel position all still really scares me. I'm not over I'm not a thousand percent confident in that position just yet. And Mr. Hoover. Puka Puka Puka. Oh no. Those those are the three <laughs> things that scare me if I'm Oklahoma's defense. Sooner's defense, this defense, listen, I know it's a new coaching staff, I know it's a new coordinator, new scheme, new system, new plays, new everything. These guys that are on the field, they probably got PTSD. When it comes to uh, Puka Williams, 252 yards rushing last year on 15 carries, scored on rushes of uh, touchdown runs of 25 and 42 yards. I said last year when Les Miles was hired that that Puka could be a 1,500-yard back under Les Miles in that offense. Now that Khalil Herbert is out, it's Puka Williams' show. You can expect a steady diet of uh, Puka Williams. Um, that's that's one thing. Second, it's the weather. You kidding me? 80% chance of thunderstorms in the morning, winds 15 to 20 miles per hour. You might expect light, lightning delays. Now, as a media guy, the weather concerns me. If I'm the Sooners or if I'm an OU fan in a stadium, a morning kickoff, empty stadium, probably not even a lot of OU fans going up for this one, uh, that could be disruptive. That could be, you know, drain a little more energy. You have to go back into the locker room and sit for an hour while the lightning blows over, whatever it might be. These are all things that disrupt your rhythm, and and we all know Oklahoma's a very rhythm-based, rhythm-oriented offensive football team. And then the third thing that scares me, history scares me. Barry Switzer took his first loss to the Kansas Jayhawks, first career loss in 1975. They were ranked number two in the country. They had a 27-game winning streak, 38-game unbeaten streak. What do they do? They go to Lawrence, Kansas, and they get beat 28-3. to uh, 1984, Switzer goes back. No, that's 23-3. to 1984, Switzer hosts uh, Kansas in Norman. 28-11, to 11, Sooners lose. Why? Some bum name, I think his name was Roy Takeman or something like that. Oh, is it Troy Aikman? Two for 14 for eight yards. He had to be pulled off the bench because Danny Bradley was hurt. What a bum. Three turnovers <laughs> and a block kick in the first loss. Ten years later, six turnovers and a block kick. You got your backup quarterback playing. These are all things, if you think about it, these are all things, turnovers, injured quarterbacks, that can absolutely disrupt a team. So just learn from history, or you may be doomed to repeat it. Your point is well taken, John, but uh, I've got to say this uh, because there might be some older listeners that are screaming at their uh, headsets right now. Um, that first Kansas loss that you that you referred to in 1975 when OU lost to Kansas, that was actually in Norman. Like that, that was it in Norman? Yeah, it was in Norman. It, that's what all. It, not only was it shocking that Kansas beat a highly ranked OU team that had won a, a dozen or so games in a row. They also I got lost that game. Norman. I got that. Oh, I got the '86 game being played in, in Lawrence. You're right. It yep. was the '74, '75 game played in in Norman. I got them backwards. You're right. Um, that's something that uh, 20, 23 to three and twenty eight to eleven. And OU scored with three seconds. They scored their only touchdown with three seconds left in the game. Went for two. It was their backup quarterback Kyle U- Kyle Irving from Tulsa Union. Ooh. So 
yeah, this is uh, this is something that you gotta. I mean, listen, this that Kansas team, the first one went seven and five, which is a great season for Kansas. The other one had the other team had a losing record, so. You can lose if you screw around, if you're not focused, if you put the ball on the ground, you throw it up in a crowd, maybe a tip ball, maybe a pick six, all of a sudden a block kick, a couple of weather issues, and boom, you lose this game. I mean, this that you talk about disrupting a season. Yeah, that 75 wishbone team fumbled the ball nine times against the Kansas Jayhawks. Um, before we get to the score predictions, guys, because um, this this does not matter, and Rufus might actually chuckle at this, but you know this is something that you actually highlighted in your three fears. Rufus was just the team going to sleep. Now, from a fan's perspective, something that's been bothering me this past week, my friends, like other OU fans on Twitter that I've seen, it, OU Texas hate week has already started. So, like, for instance, I'm, I'm going out with some friends last night uh, for a buddy's birthday, and all my three three or four friends are talking about is OU Texas or, like, what are they going to say for OU Texas hate week on Facebook or whatever, or whatever silly and the whole like I kind of cut in and was like, guys, they've got to beat Kansas first. I don't, I don't want this to be a game. It does not matter. Um, what what fans say doesn't matter. But man, it, I, I'm superstitious, I guess. Rufus, are you were you superstitious at all during uh, as a player? Was there anything that you did? No, not at all. I mean, fans, man, let fans have fun. If they want to skip over Kansas, it'd be hard for me to be all rah 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 about Kansas as well. I mean, it's just it's. KU it's and you're basketball. playing against them. It's up to the players to be motivated to play that game. But just because, again, it's KU and the the players have to create their own energy, like John said. And I mean, it's been that it's been that way in games like Baylor and stuff as well. When we played against Baylor, whenever I played against Baylor, it's you had to create your own energy. You had to be your own positive person. You had to have you blow them out and you get on the sideline and you have fun and laugh at the young, the second team players that are in that's making plays or the lack of them making plays so you can make fun of them later when y'all get home and say, oh, dude, you got ran over by a KU guy, or, dude, you missed that interception against KU, things like that. You you find your own energy, and our big thing, whenever we were really good before we had the the years with Paul Thompson and Bomar in there fighting for a starting position and our offense was trying to learn and build itself again, we had Jason White and those guys. Our goal was to be out of the game by the in the second half at the beak at the middle of the third quarter we wanted to be on the bench laughing clowning around and laughing at guys that were in the game because looking at young guys out there play that makes mistakes that you used to make is kind of funny to second year guys to guys as that veteran guys that's, that's playing and stuff so um you just have to create your own energy and let the fans do what the fans do it's always hate texas week any day of the week any day in the month is always hate Texas day, hate Texas week, hate Texas month, hate Texas year. So I don't blame the fans. Go ahead, have fun, look forward to Texas, OU Texas week, and the players need to just take care of KU. Yeah, I mean, it's a great motivator, and I would imagine there, like as a former player, like when you're actually playing, if you're going to be playing, if you're going to play Kansas one week, or in your case back then probably Baylor, and then play Texas next week, not only do you want to just get out of the game to let your the younger guys get in to get some burn, but you also want to rest your body and keep yourself safe from potential injury that could hamper you in, in the games to come. So that's go, that's a great motivator. So uh, hopefully OU, ha- I'm fairly certain that OU has that mentality going into Lawrence as they take on the 32-point underdog Kansas Jayhawks. But uh, gentlemen, let's get to the score predictions part. Um, I actually already said my score on another podcast, the Oklahoma Breakdown on the uh, for SB Nation Crimson and Cream Machine, so I'll just go ahead and say it. 
Um, I said 65 to 17. So once again, I've got OU covering the spread and dominating fashion. Um, I'll just go ahead and say, uh, John, go ahead and give me your score prediction. 58-14 Sooners win and cover. Rufus? I'm going to go with, man, 55-10 Sooners. Uh, they cover for me as well. No faith in less miles amongst the three of, three of us at all. Uh, they ain't going to be able to, they're going to have to run the ball. They don't have a great offensive line. They don't have a lot of down the, down the field threat. They don't have one receiver that's out there doing the down the field threat. Oh, you got to, I think, oh, you will be able to move Kansas out of the way to score this 55 points and it'll be a short game. And I know that they're not there anymore. I know they've already graduated, gone to the NFL or whatever, but over the last few years, Kansas has had fairly solid to probably some of the better defensive lines randomly in the Big 12. I mean, is there any is there any that fear? KU and Calvin Thibodeau was their defensive line coach and recruiting for them that and had true. them playing very well. That is true. That guy is on our sidelines. <laughs> Thank God. Come on home, Calvin. Good job. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, jumping on the pod once again. Um, everybody, thank you for listening to the Inside OU podcast pregame show as OU takes on uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, like like you've already known, we're fair, we're pretty damn good on our score predictions, so expect, I guess expect OU to cover. Uh, but for Mr. Rufus Alexander and Mr. John Hoover, this is Brady Trantham. Thank you guys so much for listening, and y'all have a good rest of your day. Listen to Brady Trantham Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Follow him on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. Catch all of John Hoover's work at thefranchiseok.com. Follow him on Twitter at John E. Hoover. And be sure to catch all of his radio call-ins throughout the week on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Subscribe, rate, and review all the podcasts in the Franchise Podcast Network. The Sam Mays Podcast, All In, Inside OU, OKC82, and Intimate with TV's Jerry can be found in all the places you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, just subscribe. You don't even have to listen.